whispering. I know. I'm like, we're in an office. (laughs) (laughs) We are, in fact, together in an office. Yeah. This is a podcast that um, I do with my friend, Elisa. And I do it with my friend, Marie. And we've been doing it for four years. That's really (laughs) crazy. (laughs) And we love to do it in our spare time. We love to do it in our spare time. And spare time is all about the time in between... The planned time. I was going to say, you were going to say, spare time is all about the time that we have to spare. And you know what? It's not not true. I like that. Something about this podcast is that it's always at least a little bit meta because we're doing it in our spare time. We're talking about spare time. And I feel like the great irony is now we spend like all our spare time thinking about our spare time. You're so right, Marie. It's fun for us, though, and we are, as Marie said, in a room together, which doesn't happen all that much for this podcast anymore. Yeah, we're uh, big virtual potters. It's so convenient, and yet there's something magical about being in a room together. I like it. Me too. Um, We are recapping for you the month of March. March 2023. I said March. March is a big month for my girly over there. Boy, birthday month. Birthday month. You are a whole year older than anybody has ever heard on this podcast before. Yeah, I'm coming to you live from um, what my mom insists on saying is my 32nd year, which is true. I hate that. Because that's the way way that we do age math. Mm -hmm. If you haven't thought about this before, sorry, you're about to be fucked up. Yeah, you don't. You turn zero and then you turn one, <laughs> but really your zero year is your first year. Yeah. So when you're one, it's your second year. Yeah. So I guess I'm, it's my 32nd rotation around our uh, favorite burning gas giant, the sun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm here to bring you the wisdom that comes with being older. I'm so happy I feel for you. exactly the same. Yeah. There's Actually, something about a birthday. Maybe oh. I don't. Oh. I don't know. I felt like this was a really like grown up birthday. <gasps> what do you mean by that? <sighs> what do I mean? I feel like it was just like I did do a lot of celebrating, which is really fun, but I felt very like I just felt so stable mm. and like I felt so like okay, I'm I'm living my adult life and like I'm processing a birthday like a person who's had a lot of birthdays. Oh my god, like 32 trips around the sun correct like something. someone who's done this 30 times before um i don't know it's weird you're kind of like a birthday girl like you i feel like you want to identify as like maybe not being obsessed mm-hmm. with your birthday but i think that you are yeah i don't like the experience of my birthday like mm-hmm. the actual day of my birth it's a hard day <laughs> but i like because i don't i feel like that kind of attention is weird it it's makes me uncomfortable much. But I do like birthdays as a concept, and I do like thinking about myself mm-hmm. and what better time than your birthday to think Absolutely. about yourself and reflect, and everyone else also gets to reflect on you, yeah. which usually lends itself to like emotional conversations, which is really what I'm on this earth to facilitate. She loves it. I love it. She loves deep combos. Mm-hmm. So I feel like maybe this is a perfect segue into just tell me a little bit more about your spare time this month. 
Yeah. So other than aggressively celebrating my birthday, Elisa has celebrated my birthday with me, I think, like three times now. Which but is I love you. Really fun to do. Um, <laughs> but I love you. I feel like that's one of the things about having a late in the month birthday. Mm-hmm. You get to do it the whole month. Which it's is pretty nice. Um, the other thing I've spent my time doing this month, which is one of my favorite things in the world is looking at flowers on trees, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why March is the best month in the mid Atlantic region, because it's so beautiful when the seasons start to turn and it's it's so exciting. It shocks me every year. year. I say, wow. And it's like, you're like, oh my gosh, the, the, the tree has buds on it. It's going to be soon. And then when it happens, you're like, ah, it's so magical. Um, and then I got to spend a lot of quality time with this month with our friends. The best. My parents came to town. It was just like a nice, I feel like I had like downtime with people that I don't live near and mm-hmm. I got to just like love on, love on my peeps. I love that for you. Y'all. And for me because me too. We did it together mostly. Um, speaking of flowers, I feel like something I've been seeing more of lately or maybe it's just I'm thinking about it more lately is the whole concept of like just enjoying the the little things that are mm. like around you and mm-hmm. like the whole thing of like if you just go outside and like are thankful for the sun or the air or the flowers like that can change your day and I like that it's really nice and I think that it's it's disturbing to know to come to understand like how much little moments of gratitude and mindfulness actually work because it's so annoying to talk about and like (laughs) hear from people that like you have to be mindful and you have to like practice intentional gratitude but I do think that that's the flowers thing it's the flowers thing like there's a special tree um I don't I probably talked about this on the podcast in 2020 but maybe not because we were I don't even know how to describe what was happening at that time. And I don't know if we were podcasting at, during the spring of 2020. I, I think we were can't trying confirm or deny. Yeah. But we didn't know. know that we could podcast on zoom. There was a moment. Yeah. Where we were, we didn't understand. I didn't know the audio of it all. Whatever. <laughs> the technology we've learned. It was you know? new. It was really new, but there's a tree that I discovered in 2020 as a, because as I went to uh, one of the only places that I went to, which was the blue USPS mailbox three blocks Mm. from my house Mm -hmm. um I passed (laughs) by this tree that became flowering and it has like pink and red flowers on the same Mm. tree it's like so magical so fun and I would just go visit the tree during 2020 and it's still near my house so I do go visit the tree still and that's a nice little moment of nature so nice and it's just like I feel like stop and smell the flowers is a literal thing it's literal you should do It'll make you feel better. You don't even have to smell them. You can just look at them. Yeah. I love that. Love it. Okay, what about you? How was I your March? I did more of the same. Yeah. Eating, hanging. You know, I haven't really been reading, which I'll I'll speak about more. Haven't really been cooking, which I don't think I'll speak about more. Um, <laughs> being with people, meals with friends. I feel like my spare time this month has been really very chill like more chill than it has been in a while yeah it's just been a lot of like lounging yeah that's I feel like that's important for you you're not like that chill sometimes no I'm not in a bad way no I don't identify (laughs) as chill by any stretch Uh, but I think I have become more chill and that's been like a fun journey for me as a product of the pandemic yeah I feel like we've we've talked about it a lot yeah 
Also, I've been playing Sequence a lot in my spare time, which is a game that my friend Marie and Hannah gifted me and Erica. Hooray. We love it, but it's it brings out some emotions in me. Games really uh games really do it sometimes. Games are so fun. They're so fun and sometimes like we were talking about this yesterday. (laughs) Hannah and I have been playing Scrabble and I um suffered a truly crippling defeat mm-hmm. um what i really thought i was about to win by a lot and i turned out to lose by like five points and i was like i actually need a minute <laughs> there's like no way to navigate that you know no it's, With, it's it, hard. that doesn't result in emotional outburst yeah it's really hard to lose it's really hard to lose but you know what it's good for your relationship yep um stay humble <laughs> yeah I'm like mm. speaking of kind of what's your best of the month. So my best of the month is an appliance. Ah. Um, I'm having a real moment with my immersion blender. Mm-hmm. Everything I was thinking about listing for my best of the month has to do with my immersion <laughs> Which blender. Which is like, cool. I'm going to order one. Sorry. You should order one right now. Um, so the things that I was thinking about are I, I finally learned how to make a good iced matcha latte at my home. It feels impossible. And you know what? We talked about this a little bit this morning because I got a matcha, but... Even when you get it other places, it's bad a lot. Well, the thing that's hard about becoming an adult who likes to make things and and like can make really good things at home is that like this morning we are in an office, as I mentioned, and I got a coffee because I mostly because I forgot to make iced coffee last night as I normally do. And Hannah and I were getting ready and I was like, sorry, I didn't make coffee last night. And we were like, it's kind of sucks that it's like like normally you would be like oh it's kind of fun that we forgot because now we get like a little treat to get Mm -hmm. a coffee but I'm like no this coffee is going to be worse and it's going to be seven dollars and 15 cents yep to be specific yeah um I know what you mean it's the worst so I learned how to make a matcha which is important because I can no longer drink coffee at 3 p.m without feeling crazy in my brain Mm. um and is that aging do you think I don't really know I can't drink coffee period so I know that I'm not an expert it just it like makes me feel physically bad. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is about coffee. It's actually making me feel physically bad kind of a lot. So maybe I need to like be Coffee's drinking intense. more matcha in the morning. Anyway, the other thing I have discovered is whipped cottage cheese, mm-hmm. um, which is basically it like basically becomes the texture of ricotta. I'm curious. It's really fucking good. I had some whipped cottage cheese on toast. With anchovies and tomatoes. It was fucking iconic. It was so good. I want to put it under potatoes. I want to put it with mushrooms. I want to do all the things that I want to do with ricotta. With cottage cheese. And cottage cheese is a great source of protein. So Mm -hmm. that would be great for me. Um, And both of these exciting developments are courtesy of my immersion blender. Which is an appliance that I have owned for many years and rarely use. Um, I've also been using it a lot to make salad dressing. I just like didn't really realize how powerful it was. I thought it's it was kind of tool. like a bad blender, but in fact, it's better than both of the blenders that I own yeah. in my home. I think people love them. I um, love them. You know I who have uses one. one a lot is Carolina Galen. Like oh. she uses hers to make dressings often. And, um, so I've been doing that too. Like I didn't think that I could make like Caesar salad dressing as well as I can make it at my mom's house because she has a Vitamix, but I made it with the Merchant Blender and it was great. I love that. No notes. I feel like I'm always like, oh, it's just such a pain to like take it out. Yeah. Well, but it's not. It's not. It's really easy 
And it's so much easier to clean than your blender. So true. You just stick it in the fucking dishwasher. Chill in. It's so, so great. True. My, for those who need to purchase one immediately, I purchased my KitchenAid immersion blender on a whim from Target. And I have no regrets at all. Wow. It's blue. Okay. And you can, it fits perfectly like in a mason jar. So I just like to go on the step-by-step for the matcha latte of it all. Put the matcha powder in. Put in as much oat milk or water or a combination of the two. Oh, you don't do hot water at all? Mm-mm. Cold. And then immersion blend it until it's frothy. And then put ice in it and drink it. Oh, my God. I know. Pretty crazy. All right. I will try it. I, love I it. That's so interesting. How does your matcha bloom? I don't know. Cool. Something weird about the iced matcha of it all is like the instructions on the package give you different volumes for if you use it hot or iced mm, of matcha itself of, wa- of like liquid to matcha so it's like because of the ice I, yeah I, but it's more water for cold oh which i'm like i don't really listen to that no i kind of just i freestyle yeah. i don't know i don't know how to make matcha honestly i mean i'm sure that what i'm doing would like horrify a japanese person but <laughs> that's I can I I'm sure too. And you know what? <laughs> I guess that's okay. I'm not claiming to be an expert. I'm telling you it tastes good and it doesn't make me feel crazy. Yeah. I'm I love a, a little grass drink. Yeah, it's I used to think that it was like so vegetal and now I'm like, I like it. I like the way that it tastes like the yeah. ground. Yeah. That's nice. It's nice. It's like I mean, you can't eat them, but it's kind of like giving beets in that way. It is. It's giving earthy but light. Earthy but light. I love matcha because I'm I'm too tired to drink just a black tea and these she's days. She's like, I need a little more. Zip. And matcha actually has a decent amount mm-hmm. of caffeine. Something that I wish someone would explain to me is why certain kinds of caffeine make you feel crazy and some don't. Because I think the coffee caffeine, I think it's the way that it like metabolizes but why not, not to be you know i'm not a scientist i actually don't know but i think it's the amount of caffeine and just the way that it reacts with your body plus yeah. i think the acid of it all could yeah, be it's the, affecting the you acid as well is the problem um we did not discuss on the podcast which i think we should um just so briefly elisa and i recently visited a panera bread establishment oh that's um, honestly a contender for worst yeah forgot about it <laughs> you might want to <laughs> might want to pencil that in um and i don't know if you've been uh following <laughs> the discourse on the internet about the supercharged lemonade of it all that panera has um, and I had seen a little bit of it, so I um, inquired to the three. She said, "Well, while I'm here, teenagers who were working at the <laughs> register, I think they must have been like 14." This Panera, by the way, was in Aberdeen, Maryland, and the staff there is phenomenal. I, we were saying like they could be the next Vanderpump Rules, like the next reality show. I would watch it. The energy was electric. It was. <laughs> Crazy. The, the three teens were best friends for sure. Someone was training for the first time, uh-huh. it seemed. The woman who was their manager was Had seen also some crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what's the deal with the supercharged lemonade? And these teens looked at me 
like you can't fucking handle it <laughs> like you cannot handle it one of them said it's liquid adderall mm-hmm. one of them said i had one one time and i had a panic attack so i can't drink them anymore and the other one looked me dead in the eyes and said i drink one every day <laughs> <laughs> um and just for context um these supercharged lemonades have 1000 milligrams of caffeine in them um isn't a coffee like 300 it's as much as it's four uh more than four espresso shots the the no. the headline of this today show article is panera customer <laughs> realizes her charged lemonade has more caffeine than four espressos quote i feel like the hulk i don't think that that's it's not safe, safe. it's yeah. not safe it's more so we I, I was like really thinking about getting one because we were driving and it was late and the manager of these three youths came to me and was like hey i have to actually intervene and i don't think you should get one <laughs> as a manager of panera i cannot recommend it um it has more caffeine than an energy drink that was just made illegal for loco so for those wondering no it was bang oh just well. energy no alcohol you know what? Not to go off on a full tangent here, but like what's going on with energy drinks? People they who keep... are drinking energy drinks in the morning, I'm worried about you. I'm worried about you, but also it just feels like the technology in the energy drink world is, it's not safe. You know, they keep bringing yeah. on new ones and then they all get banned. What's What does that say? You know? Why are we not doing better energy stuff? Like, why can't we just give somebody an amount of caffeine that is, like, functional and not life-threatening? <laughs> that's, I think that's all the people want. That's the question. Anyways, thank you for sharing, Marie. You also had a quick little um, jaunt around the Tidal Basin. I did with my mom to see the cherry blossoms. Um it was in the rain, which was important for not being accidentally pushed into the tidal basin. Mm-hmm. I'll speak um, about that in a, in a moment. And it was really nice. It goes with the flowers, but it's just nice to go on a walk with your mom sometimes. It's so nice. Also, your birthday was on Peak Bloom this year. It was indeed. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Um, my best, well, you and I, we were in the car, stopped at Panera because we were en route to celebrate one of our best friends, Alex. Mm -hmm. friend of the pod and my best was certainly the whole weekend but really the culmination which was the night of a thousand alex's the themed dinner that was you know eight alex's attended we all dressed as her Mm -hmm. in different iconic moments eras in her life eras i will um it was just so nice and it was kind of like what you were saying at the top so many feelings just sitting around a table with my friends Mm -hmm. Everyone was crying, and that to me is <laughs> a best, absolutely. Yes, 100%. And we were in upstate New York, which I know some people, you know, feel that that's not truly upstate, but for the purposes of for this us, podcast, yes, it is. Upstate. And we went into Kingston one day, which was really cute. So cute. It was giving colonial. It really was. There, there was the cutest bookstore ever. Yeah, the buildings were so old. Yeah, I loved it. Um, we got a bunch of things from Kingston Bread and Bar, which was fun. But the highlight for me was I got an apple coffee cake that was truly divine. Mm. I'm always looking for a great coffee cake. I don't know what it is, but that to me is it's something that I love like as a breakfast treat because it's literally cake. Yes. But it's cinnamony. 
I don't know. I love it. It's and I do think that most of them are dry. Mm-hmm. This Too one crumbly. was fantastic. And you know what? I forgot about it for two days, and then I took it out of my bag two days after purchasing it, and it was texturally Damn. wonderful. That's crazy. So I can't even imagine day one, dude. But this was good, and it was. It reminded me of you know fall apple coffee cake. Oh, really good. Love. But that weekend was obviously it my was, best. Yeah, it's the best for me, too. It was a high, 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 high. High, 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 high. High, 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 Let's chat low. Let's chat low. Mine is chill. Um, I should have known, but there is an establishment inside of Union Market they in actually, Washington, D.C. Just so that you're aware, they have a standalone location as well. Steer clear. Oh, okay. It's disgusting, the whole this thing. This place is called Buffalo and Bergen. It's one of those annoying places that's like, we make bagels and we ship our water from New York because that's where the water makes good bagels. That has to be false. It can't be true. The New York supremacy of it all. I do believe that New York style bagels are the best bagels, but I know that you can make good ones without water that comes from New York. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> this place sucks. My overall experience at Union Market was a zero out of 10. Um, something that should not be allowed is for a place that makes breakfast sandwiches as its primary um primary form of commerce Mm -hmm. to cook their eggs in a microwave like whoever is in charge of that decision should be imprisoned this egg sandwich made me feel sick to my it was like i had got an egg bagel with a fried strong air quotes egg um and sausage and cheese was it one of those eggs that's made in like the silicone that's right um and i had cheddar cheese and it was like the kind of like cheapy cheddar cheese that like basically turns into like weird plastic when it melts Mm -hmm. like it's sort of translucent in a way Mm -hmm. that's perverted um and the sausage Mm -hmm. patty was disgusting and it took forever i will i cannot recommend more that you never go there yeah, Don't I went there once there. many years ago, and I have not been back, so... Yeah, I it was horrible. I get it. I'm sorry if you're a there fan of like this. There was, like, nothing open. It was so weird. We was were it there, a weekday? Like, it was Sunday. Honestly, was, the hours that they have there are weird. And, like, all the places that were closed, like, the ones that have their own seating that you're not allowed to use, that yeah. seating wasn't available. I just think that they could be doing some some different stuff in union market yeah i will say that i do think that they do a great job of like shuttling new businesses in they there do, which like, i love there's never an empty stall and there's already new places um like i feel like every week i go and i say huh yeah i know i can't keep up so and i do love it like it's one of my faves but i agree the um the like hours are incredibly weird like if you go there at eight o'clock not a single thing is open it's weird there's dc is not early. a place that like a lot of establishments open like kind of late on the weekends like in so union market popping off sunday morning like salt and sundry doesn't open until 11 i'm like yeah. you guys are missing out on a lot of commerce because everyone is just like in here standing around it was too much it was just like too crowded i'll never go back on a sunday yeah anyway. i think that's fair yeah, that's my bad. Um, what was your worst of the month? My worst was something that you experienced right alongside me. Yes, um, I did. So we saw Betty Who in concert, which we did speak quite a bit on this podcast about how bad we thought her new album is. And I'm here to tell you that I I don't take it back, but like the album did really come together for me live. Betty Who 
did an amazing job. I loved her performance. Love her no so notes, much. No really. notes. It was amazing. It was wonderful. I loved it. It was everything. Unfortunately, her opener, Slater, I'm not familiar with this person and I will not be familiar with this person. What It was, it was an assault on the senses mm-hmm. and it was, I'm going to go ahead and say like it was probably the worst live performance I've ever seen because it was so fucking intense (laughs) like it was just like so loud it was like noise you know like noise music that's just noise it was screaming it was too fucking loud and i'm like are we ancient yes i know we were we were being so old it's too loud like like, plugging our little ears (laughs) we were super complaining um it was just it this is and you know what i'm sure there's some fans of slater out there Certainly none of the fans were at the concert. Yeah, nobody was there. It was Everybody really wanted awkward. Slater to be off the stage. but And she was really like, she was giving us 1,000%. Oh my God. She has a pretty good singing voice, but whoever is like, and what, her enthusiasm doing just her can't creative be direction or like production should be fired immediately. It was like really a hard thing to, to witness and to experience. <laughs> I needed it to be over instantly. So that was definitely the worst, but um. I also just want to comment. So like the cherry blossoms are in peak bloom right now. There was also a kite festival over the weekend on the mall. I missed it. It's something that friend of the pod Elise has been telling us about for years and years and years and years. And I said, okay, finally this year I will try it. And it's just horrible to be in the DC public spaces during these types of events. Like, Literally, the second that we closed the door of our car after finding parking, I saw a woman not only fall off the curb, but then roll into the street. And I said, these people are not from here and these people are not okay. It's the people when I so I was driving around the time, like around Uh, the cherry mm -hmm. blossoms on Friday and I was like, there are people who want to be killed in these streets. Absolutely. Like. There was like a horde of people walking when I had a green light across the pedestrian crosswalk and then there was a gap. So I started to go and this lady like ran out into the street in front of me and I like stopped short and she stopped and then she kept going. I was like, girl, you have a red hand. I have a green light like you almost just got hit by me and then you doubled down. It's not good. You know what it is? I think um I think a lot of these folks that are coming into town for events like this do not live in cities Mm -hmm. and there's just a different lifestyle in the city. You have to have a different level of awareness. Yeah. um, We are giving such get off my lawn energy right now. I know. I'm like concert too loud. People (laughs) are coming to our town and we don't like it. And I stand by it. I'm sorry, you guys. This is a personal experience, and I'm just sharing it with you. But Listen, we're all on the same page. Those were two of my worst. LOL. Um, what do you want to recommend to us as we close out March and enter April? As we move into April, it's my duty and obligation to recommend poems. It's to, your time to, to shine. The, to the peeps. Um, April is National Poetry Month, so I'm giving you a chance to get ahead of the curve and start to get some poems in your system. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some new poetry collections that have come out this month or are coming out next month that I want to recommend to you. Um, One is called Working Life by Eileen Miles, who is 
um, an iconic uh, queer poet who has had an extremely long career and is very, very well respected and renowned. Um, the second is a new collection from Mahogany L. Brown called Chrome Valley. Um, I really love Mahogany Brown. I think that she is phenomenal. She um, is one of the like sort of like black girl magic poets. Mm-hmm. There's like a little cohort of young black poets that are really spearheading that that movement and like that rise to prominence which I think is fabulous um and then there is a poetry collection that has caught my eye called God Themselves by Jay Nichelle and um Jay Nichelle this is her um first collection of poems um she comes from the slam poetry tradition and I'm always really interested to read the transition like transition work from somebody who is coming from slam moving into a written collection of poems and I find often that like that area is a really good one for folks who are like trying to read more poetry and trying to like get more involved in the poetry game so those are the three collections that I suggest I also suggest that you follow poetry is not a a luxury on Instagram if you're not already following them. Um, they post amazing poems every day. At, like they post a ton of poems every day and I think that they're all like really good ones and whoever is curating that feed is doing an excellent job. It's really diverse um, as far as like when the poems are written, who they're written by, what kind of poems they are. I think it's fabulous and I have to plug my new employer, um, the O Miami Festival. Mm-hmm. We're posting a lot for Poetry Month. Get in there. And then finally, I recommend a podcast um, called The Slowdown. It's been around forever. It used to be hosted by Ada Limon, and now it's being hosted by Major Jackson, who's an amazing um, black poet, um, former, perhaps still current, I'm not sure, editor of the Harvard Review. He's a wonderful man, and he has excellent taste in poetry. And so The Slowdown is every every weekday. Um major speaks a little bit about the poem and then the poem is read usually by the poet which is really fun so it's a great way to get a little snippet of poetry every day and that's my uh that's your national poetry month digest from me i think that's a great digest i just requested some of those from the library love it i'm trying to engage with more poetry in my life it's a good it's you know poetry is can be really magical when it finds you at the right moment yeah i definitely agree what do you recommend for us for our friends for my friends at home first i'd like to give you a little update from our february recommendation from you which was to get into a buy nothing group and live on air i tried to join one of the buy nothing groups in my area. My address is kind of a weird mm, yeah, place. You're in no man's land a little bit. And as a result of that, I have not been let into any buy nothing groups. So savage. I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So I think I might need to just like make up an address question mark. I don't know. Yeah, maybe you should just put in like your work address. I don't know. Moderators, don't know. if you're listening, what the fuck? Let her in. She wants to buy nothing. 
I have lots of stuff to give away. Yeah, I was going to say, she's going to be a good giver away -er. That's for heckin' sure. So that's my update there. Um, Kind of crazy. My recommendation is Girl on the Vine, an establishment here in the District of Columbia. It's actually, like, really on the border of Maryland. It's in Tacoma Park. And it's great. I feel like people don't really know about it or I don't know about it yeah like I went with my friends who live in Tacoma Park and they had never even been um well it is a wine store first and foremost for my vinos out there <laughs> vinos um but they have food and the food is so good and it's so cute and it's actually also like a little store they have some you know goods wares wares mostly foods it's so good. We had dinner there. I got a giant soft pretzel, which is yes. absolutely yes for me. I got chili. The chili Whoa. there is really good. Um, there were sandwiches that were had. The fries are bomb. Whoa, fun. Oh, I got a perfect like Caesar salad. To me, the Ooh. perfect Caesar is... Well, it, we were talking about this actually last night with our friend, but um, there's different Caesars for different moments, you know? Sometimes you want that all-purpose Caesar when you're yes. feeling like crunchy, juicy, bright, bright, fresh. This was a kale Caesar, which is a it's a Caesar that I love. I love a kale Caesar. And my perfect kale Caesar is simply shredded Tuscan kale. Shre- so small. So small. As small as possible. You can barely tell it's there. Caesar dressing breadcrumbs that's right buttery breadcrumbs and cheese and that's what the caesar is that's the caesar for me almost always but i do agree that there are different caesars for different seasons yeah so if you want that caesar you can get it there but yeah girl in the vine is just so great and honestly tacoma park is so great i love tacoma park i love to go there and then like sometimes i'll get my nails done in tacoma park and then i'll bring a book and just sit on the outdoor patio at girl in the vine and eat a giant pretzel I'm going to need to join for the next time that you do that. That (laughs) sounds so good. Yeah. I just want to recommend that to you. And you know what? The recommendation is also like find the girl in the vine in your local area and just go read a book and eat a giant pretzel or whatever. Maybe a mop right away. Yeah. Right away. Let's talk culture. Let's. Something extremely major has happened in the past week. Oh. Um, and that is that the third cookbook by our dear friend, Allison Roman, who is definitely a listener um, to this podcast. I hope she isn't, honestly. I hope she isn't, too. We've slandered her a fair amount. But not today, <laughs> because her cookbook, Sweet Enough, is, I think, sweet enough. It's us. sweet enough. Yeah. If you get the news, you saw our quick and dirty download um, ahead of the release. But now that you too can have sweet enough in your arms, we just want to talk about it a little bit. Yes. The TLDR of the newsletter is basically that it, well, we talked about it last month, but I did not re-listen to what we said. I think, I think we had some hesitations. We had some hesitations because we were concerned about the sour cream and raspberries of it all. And we were concerned about the fruit of it all because she mm. said that there wasn't going to be a ton of chocolate. That's and true. I said that her fruit combinations in the past have been things that I don't really want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I will, I'm, you know, I can say that I was wrong. And I think that she, I think that the general gist is that she wanted this book to be like really accessible and just mm. kind of like 
if you bake or if you don't bake, like you'll find recipes here that will work for you. And I think that that's true. And so as a result, it's like there isn't anything crazy on these pages. It's like really on the other end of the spectrum to dessert person, for example. Well, I would say what's for dessert is actually okay yeah even crazier which i have not actually purchased because i, I have not heard great things i don't think that you need to and that's, and that's disappointing appointment yeah and like there's a time and a place for a really elaborate baking project but sometimes you just need a treat and you need it now and that's what this book will give you um the only thing that i've actually tasted from this book is something that elisa made and that is the oh, um, chocolate yet. sour cream pound cake thoughts i really like it it was kind of crumbly but i couldn't tell if it just got squished i think it just got squished it was in my bag for at least 12 hours (laughs) (laughs) but i thought it was really good it's like very bittery chocolatey Mm -hmm. tasting and i i know you were bothered by the chocolate chips in the loaf not me i liked them Mm. i felt like i just wanted it to be the one texture i understand of the loaf yeah i mean i think i would try to make it again i do also think it was a little underbaked and that's better than overbaked. So hard. Yeah. I know we have a really hard time with loaf cakes, but I, I really it. liked that. And I am um, oh. very generously sent the rest to work with Hannah, but I'm sort of regretting it because I wish I could eat it again. You could today. have more. I don't, I'm not going to eat the rest of it. Okay, so maybe I'll stop by. I have long. also made the festive frozen yogurt with sprinkles. Oh, yeah. How was the frozen yogurt? I feel like I can't give you a fair review because I only had a short amount of time to eat it mm-hmm. and you have to like take it out and let it uh, kind of get soft yes yes so it wasn't soft yet and so i kind of like made a granita out of it basically to yeah, eat yeah. it so flavor wise it was good texture wise it was not the correct texture but that's that wasn't the recipe's fault yes i can't wait to know the final review because i know that we have been on a frozen yogurt journey for quite some time yeah and you know what the thing about allison and the thing about this book is that like we are on the same page, like in terms of what we want to be eating, like yes. her waxing poetic about frozen yogurt. I was like, obviously, obviously there's a sentence in the book where she says there's no raisins in the carrot cake. In fact, there are no raisins in the book because raisins are bad. I said, absolutely. Like she said, they're all the right things. <laughs> um, okay. So do you want to just like quickly talk through like the general section? What do you think? Sure. I would love to do that. Um, maybe we can talk about which section seems, um, which section we're most excited about. Unfortunately, I think I'm equally excited. Said, about well, all. if you didn't read the news, I'll tell you that we decided that we want to cook through all these recipes. We're going to cook all of them. We're going to do. There all aren't of that them. many. No. And I think that like they are pretty easy and even some things that I'm like, mm, I don't know if I want to eat that. I'm kind of excited to make it and see. Well, I was talking to Hannah about this and when I gave her the pound cake, I was like, oh, we're going to cook through it. And she was like, we're going to be eating so many treats because Elisa loves to make treats and hates to eat them. Yeah, I don't like to eat what I make. And that's for sure. That's just something I love about you. (laughs) Um, It's about the process for me. I, I don't care about my own baked goods. Yeah, I really love everything about this. I was really surprised to see some um, non-dessert items in here for Same. some reason. Like at the end of the um, pies, tarts, galettes section, it's just like all dessert, 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 which you're like, this is a dessert book. And then all of a sudden we find ourselves at caramelized onion and anchovy tart, a very Made. tall quiche with zucchini and greens, 
I feel like she should have said zucchini and greenies, but that's just me. <laughs> Tomato tart, creamy cauliflower galette, many mushrooms, pot pie. I want Can't all of those wait. things. I know. I'm sorry about the zucchini and greenies. It's okay. I'm going to make it with something else and greenies. Caramelized onion and anchovy tart. Need. Need. Cottage cheese, spring cottage cheesecake with apricots. Yeah, need. That's for me. I'm excited about the brown butter pumpkin cake because famously we just can never find a good pumpkin situation and i like that she's calling it a pumpkin cake because you've done that before it's cake extra coconut cake i'm interested to see if it will compete with um the only coconut cake for me ina garten's coconut cake i bet this one will be sweet enough versus ina garten's too sweet and i like extra coconut is speaking to me i am seeing a lot of people talk about the cold carrot cake yeah what's cold about it it's just served cold it's served from the fridge i believe fascinating also back to the um pie section real quick mm-hmm. i am very excited about the perfect tangy chocolate tart yeah That's i like I tangy and have. chocolate together a lot it's sour cream she's really loving she sour fucks cream with sour cream book. and we also famously fuck with sour cream she For crosses sure. a line as we discussed last but month we're gonna but have to try we're going it right up to that line and we're gonna t- dip our little toe over and see we're gonna have to make those raspberries yeah and i you know what i'm i'm worried that we're gonna like them, them. i'm really worried we're gonna like them something it's just too much sour cream i know it's just not it's not gonna be good for us you can't eat you can't eat sour cream like that no but we're gonna and it's gonna be fine okay um, so there's a thing called pudding section which yeah. I'm curious, what's like the number one recipe that's sticking out for you in this section? In the pudding section? Mm-hmm. Um, vanilla pastry cream. Period. Ew. I love, <laughs> vanilla pastry cream is the thing that I love most of all I've learned. Like a creme brulee mm-hmm. moment. Uh, what was the other thing that we were talking about that I was like, oh, it's the, it's the cream factor. Mm. We were talking about, maybe it wasn't you. We were, yeah, I don't know if we were talking about. Whatever. I've been having a real creme brulee moment and I think that the thing that I, I realize is that I just love a like creamy vanilla-y situation. I guess that's a better way for me to digest it, it because I just think about it as like. Like profiteroles. Yeah. Like or to like me. Eclair. Yeah. I don't know. I just think of like clumpy yeah i've i don't like that word at Mm -hmm. all the there are a lot of things in this section i will say that do not speak to (gasps) me but i feel uh, not that they don't speak to me but i would never like if i encountered them like if i was just scrolling right on a menu that's the that's what i'm looking for i would never order them like for example i would never order hot buttered rum pudding i don't know what that is me neither and plummy I, pudding doesn't super work for me. No plummy pudding, and I also would not order milk and honey semolina pudding, and I would never order a rice pudding. Okay, so that's what I was gonna say. I don't like rice pudding. Rice pudding is disgusting. But I feel so curious about this <laughs> rice pudding. You're not gonna like it. No way. I do like, but I it's toasted but I like rice pudding. pudding, and I like toasted toasty flavor. Same. Salted cookies and cream parfait. Need obviously. Need. Um, a bowl of salted chocolate pudding also need. Yeah. I'm, I think that this, I'm, I don't know. I feel like the difference between, by the way, it has to be said, like if you're new here, which I don't know how that could be true. (laughs) This podcast started as an Ina Garten cook Cook through through podcast. 
And unfortunately, we had to veer off that path because everything was bad. We were not having fun. We were just simply not having fun. We were eating a bunch of food we didn't want to eat. And and it was getting pretty expensive once we emerged from the snacks and appetizers section. Well, that bitch wants us to be buying a lot of fancy shit. Like of lamb. No. We couldn't couldn't go there with the 12 pound (laughs) leg of lamb. Um, I have to say, (laughs) I feel like we need to share. It was so, we were like, we have to quit before we get there. We can't, simply cannot do this. Um, after I cried after after no, a recipe, it was the it was, it was the um, musk cream of mussels soup for me <laughs> that spilled in my tote bag. Honestly, the content was fire. We're gonna have to revisit those episodes. <laughs> I think we laughed so much and screamed because it was so crazy. Yeah. So hopefully we have some of those crazy moments when we do this. I'm gonna read the categories. Okay, great. just so everyone can have a, a sense of what's going on. This here. is professional. This is really professional. This is the order that we normally do things. Okay. So the first category is pies tarts galettes the second category is cakes the third category is things called pudding four cookies five frozen things six i've got all this fruit now what seven morning times snack times eight staples and extras i think that these categories are full chaos mode absolutely i like that some of them are just called cakes cookies and some of them are just full sentences um but I'm here for it. I think it's really iconic of her to have in out of eight categories that one of those categories is pudding. Mm-hmm. Sort of weird. But you know what? Like, I I feel like we've said this recently. Like, we're not eating enough pudding. Pot de creme. Pot de creme is my favorite dessert, famously, and it's you know not here, which is fine. I know. I wonder how the salt bowl of salty chocolate pudding will compare to the pot de creme. I'm I bet so it curious. Won't hold up, but we'll find out. Um, so we just talked about pies, tarts, galettes, cakes, and things called pudding. Mm-hmm. Moving on to cookies. Um, Not very many cookies in here. Seven cookies. She has famously said that she doesn't really like cookies. Mm-hmm. And I will say that almost all of these are shortbread mm-hmm. cookies. She fucks with a shortbread which cookie. if you've seen the cookies, as they're called, those are shortbread. And they which are Which are stolen from Dory Greenspan. I just, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Those are the world peace cookies from Dory Greenspan. So she was made famous by shortbread and she's continuing shortbread. Um, I'm interested in birthday cookies. Birthday cookies are a uh, what looks to be like a um, cookie cake mm. type thing that mm-hmm. you like slice into segments. And Cute. it's like a sprinkle cookie. Basically, Love. I texted Marie when I first received the book that she was going to be excited about the black and white cookies. But yeah. I actually... Don't know if you will. Well, I'm confused about why she's saying black and white cookies or my favorite sugar cookie. Because I want, it's I don't want the black and white cookie to be a sugar cookie. I want it to be a cake cookie. It's a sugar cookie and it has frosting on it. And the black is actually black. Take a breath. Um, sesame seeds. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> That's so, shocking. Yeah, I think you should just maybe curb your expectations okay i mean i'm happy to be surprised i like sesame yeah but it that's a different type of cookie you know yes something i don't think i'm excited about from this section is salty lemon shortbread there's a lot of lemon stuff in here that i don't feel excited about like there's a lemon um like two layer lemon pie no and the salted lemon cream pie i just feel like that's not gonna work for me but we'll find out i'm excited about cinnamon sandies me too Big time. Okay, moving on to frozen things. frozen things. I mean, my favorite desserts 
they're generally here. are frozen things. They're making their uh, and our favorite things are making an appearance here. Most notably, Sunday Bar. Most notably, Sunday Bar. But I have to say, I don't think that's really a recipe. It's not at all. But I think that it's important for her to stand on her own two feet in this, these seven items. Yes, I agree. The mint and chip ice cream cake looks amazing, beyond phenomenal. I saw her make it, and I said yeah, I, I need it. it. I'm really interested in very iced, very frozen coffee. Not yes. so interested in banana split ice cream cake. No, but, but I, I'm I'll open. give it a try. Yeah, I'm really open. I creamsicle, no. For I don't me. like creamsicle. You yeah. don't like creamsicle anything? Period. No, same. <laughs> Period. <laughs> like orange and cream do Disgusting. not belong together. Disgusting. Go and to you know jail. What? I love sorbet, but I do not like sherbet. And that's me neither. Me, it's sherbet vibes. Yeah, yeah, big time. The fresh melon with crushed or frozen melon with crushed berries. Interested. Wait. I guess. Is that what I looked at? Yeah. Well, well, there's a know. recipe that's like frozen melon that's, or it's melon filled with scoops of ice cream. Yeah, I guess that must be it, but there doesn't see, there's no ice cream in the title. Okay, weird. Cause I did look at that page. It's like at a some mel- point. frozen melon, like Maybe bowl. it's fruit in the fruit section. Oh, yeah, ice cream and melon. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it's okay. It's the melon bowl that you have also trademarked for your morning yogurt. Yes. But it's ice cream inside. Fun. And she says it's truly. Life changing. We'll see. I don't know. I feel really nervous about that, but we'll try it. I don't think I like it. No. Moving on to fruit. Well, we obviously have the raspberries and sour cream, which we also have berries and cream separately. Yeah, we do. Which is also not a recipe. No, not everything here is a recipe. No, I like that there are lots of jams in here. I think that's fun. I do too because I fruit cocktail is not a recipe either. So and her fruit (laughs) cocktail is basically just taking raw fruit and Mm -hmm. pairing it with a with a cocktail you know what i'm here for it yeah it's cheeky it's not a recipe but she's not wrong space cowboy yeah yeah big time yeah this this section i don't know we'll have to really we'll just find out yeah it's my least exciting section moving on to morning times snack times Weird title. Super stupid. But I do like everything I'm seeing here. I think. Toasted oat and honey cobbler sounds fun. Yeah. Cheesy, salty, savory scones, of course. Yeah, the scones. I don't love scones, but like I do really want to make these scones. I love scones when they're good and they so rarely are. They're almost never good. Yeah. And then she does have a sticky cinnamon roll in here, which interested i yeah i always want to do a cinnamon roll very interesting i'm curious to see what that recipe is like and then the perfect pancakes perfect waffles is the pancake recipe the crunchy that's true they are perfect they are perfect yeah so i'm happy to have them in this book because they're always a pain to find i can never find them i was thinking the same thing because it's like in her newsletter whatever too annoying in the staples category just some like basic stuff but i am really interested in the crunchy chocolate sauce yeah big time as well as the frostings, tangy chocolate frosting, salty vanilla frosting, which I believe is yeah. just cream cheese. Those frosting. adjectives are correct to me. Yes. Um, I also love a tahini caramel, so I'm ready for that. Oh. And tangy whipped cream. Mm. Okay. I'm sure there's like mascarpone in yeah, it for or something. Sure. So we're going to make every single thing in this cookbook. Yeah, you I bet. Commit. It might take four years. But we're going to. We're going to do it. We'll talk about what that will look like um, once we finish recording this podcast and we'll keep you guys posted. I can't wait. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be great. It'll be a Julie and Julia moment. Finally. (laughs) We'll see how far we get. 
Can't wait. Um, okay, other cultures. Yes. We have two um, articles to discuss conceptually. Yeah, we're going deep today. Would you like to talk about the first one? Sure. It's um, You can find it in the show notes, but it's a sub stack that I came across, and I wish I knew anything about it. Let's see. And how did it's, you find this? It was linked in another um, mm-hmm. newsletter. Mm-hmm. I'm a mm-hmm. big newsletter reader. Um, it's coming from Pandora Sykes, who is a journalist and broadcaster based in London. Um, she did a podcast called the high and low or the high low with, um, Dolly Alderton, who wrote a few books that we like. Um, and her substack is called books and bits. And this particular one is the title is how do you read so much? And I liked it because, A, I do feel like that's a question that I'm now getting that people, now that people know that I'm reading a lot-ish. And I just liked a lot about what she said. She basically was like, yes, I'm reading a lot, but that's because I'm choosing to do this in my spare time, Mm -hmm. essentially. And I'm not working out as much as I should be, or I'm not cooking dinner or whatever. Like, I'm choosing to do this which means that I'm not doing other things. Mm. And it was basically like, this is what brings me joy. This is what works for me. I want to be spending my spare time reading. Like, don't think that that has to be your spare time. Right. Like there at the end, she says like, we make time for the things we want to make time for, which I think is really true and interesting. And I think for me, it's actually like really hard to incorporate things into my spare time that like I want to do but aren't like natural to me yeah like this really resonated with me because I like have always gravitated towards reading and I've always been a reader and like it's so it's not hard for me to like incorporate that into my routine because I'm kind of like hardwired that way and I think it's the same for like cooking and like certain things that I just love to do but I have a really hard time like changing or like adding something new and like making time for that in a way because it just doesn't feel like fun already built in yeah so I thought that was interesting to think about like the ways that we spend our spare time like I definitely spend my spare time like kind of not like on autopilot sounds negative but it is like what I'm my natural inclinations are is like always where I spend my spare time I think that's like the beauty of it yeah and then there was kind of a secondary thought here that like people really equate reading with being so virtuous versus like other ways that you could potentially spend your spare time being less so and she was kind of like that's just not true and like you just have to like lose that train of thought because yes reading is like impactful in in many ways like it expands your world it helps you see other perspectives like maybe sometimes you're learning but that doesn't make it better or worse than other ways to spend your time and I think this really resonated with me specifically because like, yes, I'm reading a hundred plus books a year, but they're certainly not all, you know, amazing literary works. Like I'm reading a ton of stuff that is the equivalent of The Bachelor and like that does something for me. Like it brings me joy or it like, you know, takes my mind away from whatever, but it's not necessarily more virtuous than taking a Pilates class yeah and I think that the virtue thing is really like and there I think that it's interesting because reading and exercise are the things Mm -hmm. that like 
we make ourselves feel really bad about. Mm-hmm. Like if you aren't someone who's spending a lot of your spare time reading or if you aren't spending a lot of your spare time exercising and like you're in conversation with someone who is, there's a lot of like, oh, I should really be doing this. Mm-hmm. I should really be doing that. Um, and I think like for me, that kind of like self-castigation doesn't actually ever like equate to any significant changes in how I'm spending my spare time like beating myself up about not doing something that's like supposed to be strong air quotes or like even something that is good for me like actually isn't going to generate any change like you have to like want to do it because you want to do it not because you should be doing it agree so I think this is a good one it's a good read yeah I'm liking I mean I literally came across it an hour ago but I subscribed I I like her the way that she's thinking about yeah, her writing is nice too yeah. i like her i'll be i'll be subscribing fab and then our last moment of culture here is something that's come up in the last couple of weeks mm-hmm. more in the in the cultural discussion i'm sure on the tiktok on twitter big time twitter. this was having a moment the article about um having a fake assistant on the cut honestly really interesting obsessed with this article so basically the con it's the the concept slash theory is like if you pretend to be your own assistant in certain contexts, like you get, I think especially for women, yeah, for, especially for women and especially like when you're asking for things, um, it's easier to get what you want. So it's like you can either like use your fake assistant to like, basically it's like either you, they can help you because it makes other people think that you have the clout that having a personal assistant comes with, like it makes you seem more important. And also the part that I thought was more interesting is like, it actually empowers you to advocate for yourself in a way that like you aren't comfortable doing as yourself. So like you, your you as your personal assistant can be like, no, like she really can't do that. She needs this in a way that you would be like, Oh, that's too rude. I can't say that, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. Super fascinating. And I'm just obsessed with this as an idea, but uh-huh. I think that it's also really fucked up. Yeah, of course. Both. Yeah. Like, but even it's just fucked up that like we don't, you know what I mean? Like that on it, like, both has sides. has to be like that. Yeah. I remember um, Hannah Bronfman. I don't know if that's how you say her name, but she is like a, I don't know, DJ, business owner, um, influencer etc like but she talked about how she had a fake assistant like a few years ago when she was starting out and talked a lot about how like especially for negotiating deals she would be like oh looping in Anna or whoever yeah and I don't know this one just really makes me think I think it's lol I think it's like so such an interesting like sociological study um and I kind of am like, oh, I I don't know that I actually have the time to pretend to be my own assistant mm-hmm. is the thing. But if I was somebody who, like, needed more reservations or, like, meetings with people in a way that wasn't really working for me, I think it would be interesting to try. It. It's also – the article is hilarious because she's talking about all of these fake assistants by name because they, like, ob- they obviously have to have a name. Of course. Um, and I think that that's – funny what would your uh fake assistant be named like olga oh yeah i like that a lot <laughs> what about yours i think mine would be a boy oh nice um or maybe uh Tommy. maybe my fake assistant would have like an ambiguously gender neutral name mm-hmm. and then like i Sam. would just have to like want i see how people respond to my fake assistant 
That's kind of fun. Like That's maybe also they would be like Tyler or like mm-hmm. Alex. Mm-hmm. Curious. I mean, it would be really interesting to be like, okay, I'm going to make uh, one fake assistant who's a uh, very obviously a boy with a like white sounding name, one girl, and then like this one like questionable gender neutral name, and then like a non-white sounding name boy, a non-white sounding name girl, and like see the response rate. I think I that's mean, like, we so know we know what would happen, but like it would be sort of fascinating hard data to Absolutely. Have. Somebody do in it. In your spare time. I'm like, not me, but someone. Okay, Marie, what's going on in April for you? <sighs> I'm about to leave town for the whole month of April. Truly crazy. That's right. Um, as I mentioned, it's National Poetry Month. My job is um poetry events in Miami. So I'm going to Miami for the whole fucking month. So the podcast um, for April is going to be interesting. I have literally no idea. I can't I'm not going to have any spare time, I think, is the truth. But yeah. I'm kind of excited to have no spare time. Like, there's something, there's a specific kind of energy, like events energy mm-hmm. that I love. It's a um, fun rush. So I'm looking forward to it, even though it's going to be crazy. And I'm, like, going to miss my peeps. But when you get back, it's going to be so nice to take a deep breath and be like, I'm home. I'm home with my daughters and my friends and my girlfriend. So important. Yeah. Can't wait. I'm excited for you. Thank you. What about you? Um, Spare time wise, my knitting class starts on Wednesday. So fun. So I'm going to learn how to knit and then I'm going to knit my sweater. Yes, you are, bitch. By the time I get back, you're going to have a sweater. Let's freaking hope. (laughs) (laughs) No way. Um, and it's, you know, spring is springing, springing. as you said. And so I'm excited to just be getting outside more. Mm -hmm. I would like to get back into my reading groove. I just, I feel like I have not been picking up books that I am excited to read. No, I'm having a little bit of a hard time. Yeah. So I'm just like, I'm like starting a lot of books and being like, I don't want to read this. And so then I stop reading it and that's too bad. So I'm hoping to just kind of get back into it. Um, and I'm back in my early wake up routine because that really does make me feel the best. And now that I've been going into the office, I just need to be like, you know, getting on with my morning. You're such a good, you did a such a good routine. I love a routine and I've like been in it, but I will say I've been getting up closer to like seven. That's the daylight savings of it all. It's the daylight savings of it all. And, and I really need to be getting up at six. So this week I've been getting up at six. And it's hard, but <laughs> we're tired. I'm working on it for the month of April because when I get up at six, I have more spare time. That's right. And that's what this is all about, baby. Baby. All right. Any last thoughts for the month of March? Mm, not really. I'm hungry. Me too. I want to go get lunch. Let's do it. Okay. Well, <laughs> on that note. Thank you for spending your spare time with us. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.